0: Get comfortable with not being motivated to run right after your race. Your mind and body needs a break. And it's that simple. Just get comfortable with that fact because I think that's important for you to embrace that and get your comfort level there. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s. This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the show. Did you just run a race? Did it feel euphoric? It could have been a marathon, a half marathon, or a 5K, and it was the climax of your training. It was the moment you had circled on your calendar, and the moment that kept you motivated to get in those hard training runs and workouts that you didn't want to do sometimes, You have dedicated a significant part of your life to this race. And now that the milestone has passed, you're left wondering, now what? That is what we're talking about in this episode, how to stay motivated after your goal race has been completed, whether you hit your goal or you didn't, whether you finished or you didn't, what are the strategies we can continue to do with a healthy habit? To continue moving forward and becoming a lifelong injury free runner and prevent the post race blues or post race depression. That's what we're talking about today. So, there are a bunch of you guys who just finished your race. So, this is going to be super pertinent to you. And, you know, if you're finding this episode later on, most likely you ran a race, right? And, You know, this is a time period where sometimes it could be a little difficult, right? Because we had this like focus for a long period of time. And I am so excited to actually talk about this because this is a topic I wanted to talk about for quite some time, usually after a race myself. And we just really haven't had the time. So now it is for us here in Connecticut. We just ran the Hartford half marathon, I ran. And there are many people um, in our healthy runner community that ran the marathon. So I figured it's like metal Monday, right now we're recording this on the day of the Boston Marathon. Um, So why not wear my medal, right? And rock it a little bit, cause you're gonna see that's gonna be one of the tips we're gonna be talking about today. But for those of you that do not know me, This might be your first time coming across the Healthy Runner podcast. Uh, My name is Dr. Dwayne Scott. I'm a physical therapist. I am a running coach. I'm a runner myself, um, adult onset runner for the past 10 and a half years now. And I'm a dad of two amazing daughters, um, teenage daughters now. So... There's those challenges that come with that. And then I'm also the owner and the creator of Spark Physical Therapy and the Healthy Runner Community, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and become lifelong injury free runners, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury. So, if you are looking for information about how to recover after your race, this actually is not the episode for you. So, My apologies if that's what you came here for, um, because I don't want to repeat myself. I've actually done a deep dive episode on this topic already on what are your best post-race recovery tips, and I don't want to repeat myself in this episode. So if you're looking for that content, definitely check out episode 38 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where we talk all things how to recover after your race. Um, So what to do after your marathon or what to do after your half marathon. And I will actually drop that link right here within Facebook. Um, Just in case you guys haven't seen that before, you can be able to check out the recovery tips because that is super important. Like that's a big part of what you need to do after your race. Um, But as we're kind of reflecting, and that's going to be one of the things I'm going to be talking about before we get into the tips, guys, I just need to actually give you the recap of like the amazing weekend I had. And, you know, not only from a personal running standpoint, but just all of our athletes within our healthy runner community, um, you guys really crushed some races this weekend. And I just need to give a little recap because it was like, I felt like I was like a kid on Christmas morning this weekend. It was just like one race after the other and results coming in. Um, so, let me share first, uh, just to catch you guys up speed in case you are local, you were thinking about running the Hartford half marathon or marathon, um, or you usually run it, you didn't run it this year, you want a little re- race recap, I'm going to give you the little race recap, because honestly, I was on like cloud nine driving home um, from the race on Saturday, even though I was like, physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, and emotionally exhausted, honestly, Um, Because of everything that was happening that day and all of our athletes that were running, um, where I was literally on my feet from like 6 a.m. until 3 o'clock when there was no one there left. We were like the last people to leave, essentially. Um, I was so exhausted, but it was just so rewarding um, because just seeing all the wins and honestly being around our running community um, if you guys, you know, follow me on Instagram at spark your training or on Facebook, I posted many pictures. Like I love the pictures of honestly, everyone together at the start line again, like in front of the Capitol building. Uh, it was just like a beautiful site. It was a beautiful sight seeing all the people cheering you on actually on the course. Um, that was like super motivating. It was just so great to see, that many people like cheering you on and that feeling again, that we really haven't felt in two years, you know, that I've run, I've run a couple of live races now, but none to the extent of this race um, that was a bigger event and where you're actually feeling that energy, like pretty much the whole race. Um, I was definitely, you know, proud of my own running accomplishment, so to speak um, after, you know, investing in a run coach myself, Um, this training block, uh, thank you and shout out to coach Lou, uh, completing hard speed workouts and challenging long runs that I've never done before ever in my training. And this actually led to me running my fastest half marathon in over five years. And, you know, it's not like I've run one half marathon a year. Uh, usually I do about three. So in that time period, I've run 15, I actually counted, uh, half marathon attempts, and this past weekend was actually the fastest one in five years or 15 attempts. So I was super, super excited, obviously with that. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, there's definitely been positive steps in the right direction the last few half marathons. Um, but to get back to like a 144, um, you know, a sub eight minute piece, um, for a half marathon felt really good. And the best thing that, You know, I felt literally like strong the whole race until like literally the last mile and a half. Um, So it just felt so good to have that energy and like the excitement of the crowd and to actually run a race a smart way. Now that I know a whole lot more (laughs) about how to run races. Um, And I think we can uh, see why that's important if anyone was following the Boston Marathon today and the guy that was in the lead for like the first 20 miles and then, you know, really fell back. He did, you know, have a nice little comeback at the end there. So kudos to him, but you know, strategy is very important in race. And, you know, that's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, so I would definitely go check out actually the episode with coach Lou on running pieces. Um, I've got the exact title of that episode, but we talked about running pieces and he actually talked about race strategy and he shared actually a lot of great race strategy tips these past couple of weeks within our healthy runner Facebook group. Um, so check those out. But as I reflect on honestly, that personal kind of a running accomplishment, because you're going to see, this is going to be something that I'm going to be recommending for most of you. These are my quick take home points that I really realize in honestly, only two days out of reflection. I'm sure I'm going to have plenty others that I'm going to share like these next couple of weeks, months, Um, in future posts, emails, things like that, because this is important to really do this reflection. The first thing that I noticed is it's not just one training cycle, but it is really the year and a half, honestly, that I kept up with strength training and running, like when the pandemic started, right? So this wasn't just what I did these last three months, these last four months leading up to this race. It was the body of work, the collection Of everything that I've been doing for the last year and a half. And that's what I've noticed. And honestly, in all of our athletes as well. Um, Number two, take on point for, uh, you know, why I think I did run my fastest half marathon um, is that I'm a much smarter runner. Uh, And honestly, that's thanks to this podcast, right? I get to actually interview and talk to experts in the running field. Um, So I've educated myself through podcast interviews. I've educated myself by becoming a certified run coach these past two years. Um, So previous to that, I hadn't done that training before. So that definitely helped becoming a run coach myself and honestly getting a lot of experience in working with other runners and helping them in their running goals. And then actually investing in a run coach myself and putting my money where my mouth is, right? And because you know, even though I know the strategies and I can program out my own program for myself, it's always good to have an objective person looking from more of that outsider perspective. And they know when to push you, how hard to push you, and honestly, when to pull the reins back um, because that's very important. And I noticed that with a bunch of my athletes that I have right now is I feel like that's my most important role is actually pulling the reins back so they can actually hit the hard training runs hard and recover enough for like the next hard training run and stay healthy, right? And not get injured and tip over that point where you just tip the scales to too much workload, and then you get injured. So that's something I've seen with a bunch of the athletes I'm working with now. But then also I saw that with myself and my own training, because there were definitely moves that coach Lou actually changed my plan, which I wouldn't have normally done that. And I wouldn't have made those changes, but I trusted the process. I trusted his expertise and expert kind of outside objective view. In looking at my plan, my health, how I was feeling, I was putting comments in there. I wound up tweaking my Achilles like one day at the beach when I was playing volleyball with my girls. And it was after my like hardest week of running um, in terms of mileage and actually hard effort sessions. So, you know, there was a little correlation there and the next week we modified what was originally on the calendar and that was like gold, honestly, because I was able to actually recover and I didn't lose running fitness, even though I didn't get in those workouts that were for that week. It was like, I think that was like a huge, huge, actually tipping point in my training because then I was able to actually stay healthy, not have like a chronic Achilles pain during the rest of my training, and then be able to get in more hard workouts. But having that objective view is like so important. And I am such a believer now that I've invested in like business coaching and having someone who honestly has the experience and has helped others do something that you want to do is like super powerful and it's super helpful. So that was One thing in becoming like smarter as a runner myself through those different areas. And then honestly, a huge difference for me, these last couple of training cycles has been how I fuel. I'm not running fasted anymore. I always used to run because I run at 5 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m., one of those, you know, times. And I always used to go on because I wasn't hungry and I wanted to watch like my carbs and thought that if I went for a run, you know, fasted, I would just burn fat. It would be better for my body image, right? Like those kind of things and those misconceptions. But what I didn't know, it was actually hindering my performance. And once I actually started fueling, Before those weekday runs and not only for the long run. So the long run is I've always fueled for, but I would never fuel for my weekday runs or my gym workouts. And once I started fueling, I just noticed such a difference in my energy and you don't have to have a huge meal, right? Like even just doing, you know, one and a half or two medjool dates with some like you can almond butter, um, that was enough to provide me energy for those hard effort sessions and those hard tra- track workouts I was doing in the summer, those like really hard tempo runs, um, really hard long runs that actually added some what Coach Lou calls spice into those and running at marathon pace running at tempo pace within a long run. And I'm not saying those are for every runner, and they're definitely not for the beginner runner, right? So this is someone who has experience and you're looking to take it kind of to the next level. Um, That was something that I think really makes a difference is how you fuel for your runs, if your goal is to get faster. And if you're looking to shave time off, get a PR, right? Those types of things, fueling is super important. And I see that in a lot of our athletes, and I see that makes a difference. Um, So don't underestimate that, please. Lastly, um, the other big change that I made in my training has been, so I've always used some type of pre-workout before my workouts. Um, and then not all my runs, but then the speed workout runs. Definitely. I would use some type of caffeinated pre-workout product. Um, I've like done branched chain amino acids before, but I really started using um, this product that I heard on another running podcast, and I was really impressed because it was backed by science. You know, it was actually research that was done on the product. And I actually had this interview last week with um, Dr. Robert Wolf from the Amino Company last week on the podcast. Um, unfortunately, this was when Facebook went to that like shutdown time period where it went black for like five hours. Because I would have normally streamed it into our Healthy Runner uh, Facebook group, but I was unable to. I tried. Trust me, guys, I did. So it is not there. I will need to drop the YouTube replay of that episode and interviewer Dr. Wolf, but it is on the podcast. If you check out episode 92, um, this is honestly what I started using the last three months. And I noticed a significant difference in terms of like my energy levels. Um, because you know, the more research I've done and on actually there's like real science to this stuff is essential amino acids, not just the branch chain amino, amino acids, um, actually help improve your focus and energy and like motivation to actually get the workout in. So I think that was huge as well as it's been shown to improve endurance, improve strength in a bunch of studies. And this product that I've been using is actually like real, And it's not like made from some weird stuff that things that are made overseas and all those other um, supplements that we take and ones that I've definitely taken before that are made in other countries. um, There's stuff in there that you don't want to be ingesting. Let's just put it that way, um, such as like bird feathers and stuff like that. But any case, this product that's been a new product I've started taking and like I feel that strongly about it. I wanted to bring dr. Wolf on within our community to educate us because I felt like more of an educated runner once I actually heard his episode started taking it myself, did some more deeper dive research and actually looked at some of the articles uh, myself so I brought him on he he goes into it in a lot more depth so this is not the episode for that check out episode 92 to learn more yourself. Um, I am actually very excited because, The Amino Company wanted to kind of start a new partnership with our healthy runner community because like we believe in the same values, right? And, you know, producing good things in a healthy manner um, to help us be able to get the best out of we can as runners. So if you want to learn more and shop for my favorite amino acid supplement, all you need to do is go to aminoco.com slash healthy runner. And then if you enter the code healthy runner, you save 30%. Um, on all of uh, the products. So that was definitely, honestly, I think a huge game changer in terms of my training as well. It's not the only thing, obviously, I think the four things that I kind of outlined briefly, that's like my initial reflection after the race itself. Um, So let me just give a shout out to uh, some of you guys here. Uh, Yeah. Adam, thank you so much. Yeah. You, you crushed your race though, man. You came in nice and strong. I was so happy to take a video of you as you were uh, coming in. Uh, Coach Latoya is here. Coach Latoya, congrats to you for crushing your first marathon in 11 years. So proud of you, Uh, Francisco. Thanks for jumping on here on the live Francisco. You absolutely crushed your half marathon. Uh, Funny story guys. So Francisco is in our team healthy runner coaching program. Uh, he's done amazing. Uh, he's like super, super, um, compliant and I just love his energy. Uh, Francisco, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but, uh, Francisco is in his mid fifties and he just started running three years ago and he's kind of learning. Right. And he's done some like incredible things already. And he was going for like a half marathon, you know, PR, um, he's got some like, good goals. He wants to be able to get the most out of his running. And I was just so proud of him because I'm running my race. Like I was telling you guys, I was feeling in the zone. I was like, so focused. I was like, this was amazing to actually run a race and actually like follow the strategy, follow the plan. Like coach Lou talks about all the time is starting out conservative, starting out slow first three miles, let people pass you control your breathing control, you know, getting control of your race. And then I started slowly creeping up and like, I executed the plan perfectly where I was kind of going in those cruise miles for miles three through mile 10. And then it was, Hey, there's a 5k left. This is when the race begins. Right. So we've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast before. And I was like, so pumped. I was like, all right, ready. I'm ready for this race. And I've never felt stronger, honestly, at a race. My other two fastest half marathon times came at Hartford as well. And they were faster than this, but I, by no means was in control of those races. I was definitely lucky. (laughs) Um, I was a lot younger and I was, you know, with the mindset of like, go out hard and just hold on. And there were like positive splits throughout this race was actually like perfectly executed for slower times. First three consistent times in the middle and then faster putting it on at the end but going back to francisco super proud of this guy because i'm like struggling it was i don't know maybe mile 11 11 and a half something like that i think it was around 11 and a half and now it's really starting to get hard the race which previous half marathons it really started getting hard a lot earlier than that And it was getting hard. I like just took my last gel. I'm getting my water. And then I get a tap on my shoulder. I see it's freaking Francisco, like flying by me. And I was like, look at this guy. I was like, so proud of him. And he was just cruising. I, Hey, I tried to catch you. No lie. I did. I could not keep up with you. So I was just super excited for you for running a smart race yourself because you did the same thing that I did and you executed perfectly and you had that push at the end and, you know, you finished, I think 143, like super great time. Um, so I'm super proud of you. Now we all know that one of the most frustrating parts about running can be eating healthy and avoiding raiding our cupboards after a nice hard or long run. That is why I'm super excited that I have found a way to fuel my day and curb my cravings anytime with the on-the-go you Can Energy Bars. They are made from the same revolutionary super starch ingredient that makes up their widely popular energy powder and energy gels. I have one of these bars mid-morning or mid-afternoon to curb my cravings and give me the energy I need to get through my day and get me to my next meal. I even have some runners who fuel with these either pre-run or during their run. It is so easy on your stomach that you can run on these. I'm a big fan of the plant-based salted peanut butter energy bar, which is easy on my stomach. But I also have some running friends and clients who love the chocolate almond butter energy bar with whey protein. If you are looking for a healthy snack that will curb your cravings so you don't overeat after spending all that time running, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 25% off by using the code HealthyRunner. Just head to ucan.co, that's U C A N dot C O, and use the code HealthyRunner at checkout to save 20%. Go ahead and give you UCAN's Energy Bars a try and let me know how much better you feel. Okay, so now you guys heard about my post-race reflection, but now I need to give some more shout outs because I am just super, super excited because honestly, the biggest thing on it after this race was not so much my race anymore. It's really about just because I, I know so many of our athletes uh, and have seen the consistent work they've put in. I was just super proud as a coach. It's like super rewarding. Like you guys don't understand again, I've mentioned this before, but coming from being a physical therapist, you know, for the majority of my career in a clinic where you're, yes, it's rewarding to get people out of pain, but then they get out of pain and then it's like discharge. You never see them again. You never see them hit their running goal. Like the real why to why they were actually coming to get their Achilles pain, hamstring pain, knee pain fixed, right? It's always like, oh yeah, I got them pain-free and I think they're back to running or they've been released to go back to running and you call out a win. Like now I'm able to actually see these people like literally like finish their races and like crush races and execute perfectly. So this was super rewarding. I do have to give shout outs guys, I'm sorry, Um, but I need to give a shout out first off to my wife. Like, come on, she's like the queen, right? You got to give her a shout out because this was her first, half marathon. She ran solo. She ran the Disney half with me right before the pandemic happened. That was her first half marathon. And I helped her through that. I paced her. I kind of told her like what to do at different points of the race. And we were just in Disney. So obviously we were like super excited to be there. And, you know, she ran her own half marathon by herself and she put in the training by herself. Uh, She wanted to kind of do it by, you know, on her own. Obviously I gave her the plan I gave her the exercises she needed to do for some little hamstring tendon pain she was having, a little Achilles pain that she was having, but, you know, she was able to actually get a PR by six minutes. So I am super proud of her, uh, for doing that. And then I do need to give a shout out to Annie Amber running your first uh, marathon and you guys really crushed it. That was super impressive. Crystal Leticia got half marathon PRs by 12 minutes and 10 minutes. Like who does that, right? Like these guys have continued to improve in their running each training cycle. Um, Katie got her first sub two hour half marathon. Um, Jen ran her first marathon in five years. Latoya, as I mentioned, coach Latoya, the amazing coach Latoya, uh, ran her first marathon. And I was just like, you look so strong finishing. Um, we talked about this in our last episode that we talked about tapering and I was just super, super excited to see you finish, um, and, and get a PR like that is like crazy, right? 11 years later. So like you ran 26.2 and shout out to Chris also who had an amazing half marathon time, got a half marathon PR himself. And we already talked about Francisco's accomplishments. So You know, I think the biggest story here, guys, in all these runners who were in our coaching programs, their accomplishments were not the result of one good race. Yes, the conditions in Hartford, guys, was ideal race conditions. It was perfect. It was 56 degrees, low humidity. The humidity did creep up for you marathon runners. Uh, so I felt a little bad for you guys, but for the half marathon, it wasn't bad whatsoever. Um, definitely the best race conditions I've raced in, in two years, um, since the last Hartford, uh, half. So it wasn't just like one training cycle. These people who are with us, like there are a couple that joined us for our first team based marathon training. Um, but you know, most of these folks were with us for like three consecutive training cycles because you know, they wanted to kind of stay motivated, even though there were no in-person races. So like these guys signed up for training programs to run a virtual race. Like we ran a virtual race this past April and each one have literally been like working toward this goal. And like, we've had people that started really this program. When I started this whole kind of healthy runner movement, honestly, in my living room when the pandemic hit and I kind of had to use do something with my time, my clinic closed, I wasn't treating patients, getting them out of pain, we weren't doing in person visits for a while. And I started, you know, streaming my workouts in my living room, and actually sharing the stuff that I was working on, literally, for, you know, years, and perfecting like my own run specific workouts in the gym. And then I kind of took them to my living room, and use bucket of bricks and my mall acts. And because I couldn't get, you know, kettlebells and dumbbells because they were, everyone ordered them on Amazon. So, you know, I just think back to, you know, a lot of these runners we mentioned, like, honestly, coach Latoya, coach Lou, Crystal, like these guys were on zoom with me, like during the middle of the pandemic in 2020 in April, in May, in June, and they were getting in their workouts. They were working on run specific strength and they kept it up. So it really wasn't, you know, one specific thing. I think there's something to be said about the body of work, right? And you know, I want you guys to keep that in mind. And when you reflect back on your race and your race results, think about, you know, if you are disappointed in a time, think about how long have you been really dedicating to this craft, right? We're always constantly evolving. We're always constantly continuing to work on it, but really how long have you, right? So when I reflect back, you know, honestly, I thank COVID for that. I certainly do not thank COVID for taking away my mom. Um, But when I really like this really honestly hit me on Saturday, because, you know, obviously I was thinking about my mom during the race and she was like helping me fly down um, that last mile because my body was like shot at that point. Um, But if it wasn't for COVID and that moment of me sharing my workouts that I was, working on, you know, for years, as I mentioned, with like these amazing individuals, they wouldn't have been able to grow in their running. And I wouldn't be able to actually be here right for that journey, I would have never met them, I would have never watched them, you know, and honestly, a lot of them are the true pioneers of our healthy runner community now, right? Like you see, like, same thing, like coach Kat, she was with me from the way beginning, even before the pandemic. And, you know, seeing their growth. And, you know, those are the people that we have as part of our community. So for those that didn't know the backstory and never heard that story before, that's um, I just wanted to share that with you. And, you know, it's speaking of coach cat, like shout out to coach cat because she was like the ultimate run coach at the race. Uh, she did not run. She was the only coach that did not run that day, but she went on to run her own marathon the next day. Um, And she took pictures. She held everyone's bags. She was like rooting for all of our athletes, coming through, communicating. Uh, We were texting each other. Coach Lou was at a different location, cheering people on. And then we had the amazing Coach Whitney like running her own virtual Boston marathon on Saturday as well. So shout out to you, Coach Whitney. Um, That was like super impressive. Um, Yeah, I don't know how you guys run a virtual marathon, but like kudos to you because 26.2 ain't no joke. And to do it on your own without the, the crowd to pump you up, I think takes a mentally, mentally strong runner. So anyone who's listening to this who did their virtual 26.2, shout out to you. And I got to give a shout out to um, Andrea because that's what she did. One of my clients who did a virtual Chicago um, in humidity. So shout out to you and um, Kirsten another one of my athletes who ran Chicago in Chicago and actually got sub four hour marathon in that heat and humidity. So she absolutely crushed it, got a PR, um, another one of our athletes, Connor, I need to give him a shout out because he ran, this is like amazing. Um, he ran a, a very hard technical trail marathon, with some crazy elevation changes, 898 feet of elevation at mile 20. Like, I don't know who does that, but he did. And he like crushed it and felt strong and wasn't in pain anymore. So super proud of him and his accomplishment. Super proud of Cheryl, Tanya, like you guys ran Chicago and you did it. Like you finished 26.2. You're part of the one percenters. So all of you who finished marathons, like you guys are amazing. Um, you should be so proud of your accomplishments. Um, and then honestly today, it really like recap this whole long weekend. Um, our coach Lou, um, who's been like the most humble guy we know, right? Like, let's be honest in our Facebook, you know, community, he just shares such wonderful, wonderful running tips. So insightful, And, you know, he definitely would never brag, um, but he ran his first Boston marathon today in person. And he not only like crushed the race itself, but he got sub three hour finish time and, and a PR, like who does that, right? Like it's PR marathon in Boston for your first Boston. Um, but it was all about the strategy and he executed it perfectly. Everything he he like preaches, he practiced, he showed me his splits. Um, he was conservative in the beginning, and then he was able to pass people the whole way. And that's what I noticed on my race for my half. It feels so great when you're the person who's like literally slowly picking people off, slowly picking people off. And then in that end of the race, you're like passing people. It feels so gratifying to do that. So again, guys, A lot of tips we share on this podcast, I guess I wanted to share like the results and like what what does it achieve, right? So all these athletes have had like special coaching training, like trainings on all of these strategies that we talk about, and they were able to accomplish some amazing things. So if you are a person who just listens to the podcast and you never implement, like you got to start implementing the things that we talk about on this podcast, because it will certainly help you. Right. It will definitely help you um, in your training and be able to actually, you know, do the things that you want to be able to do. And I'm super excited that we're going to actually bring Coach Lou on to kind of share his kind of reflection um, of the 125th running of the Boston Marathon, uh, share you know, his first experience running the race itself and kind of what he's learned from the race. So that's going to be coming up in two weeks. We're going to bring coach Lou on the podcast and we're going to be able to share uh, his insight into uh, his takeaways from that. Um, So guys, I know that was like a long lengthy uh, uh, intro there, but thank you for bearing with me. I needed to get that off my chest. I've been like reflecting a lot and just it's been an amazing, amazing weekend, and I just needed to share it with you, especially since we didn't have another guest that was just sitting on you know, Zoom with me and just listening to all of that. So I'm going to have a lot of guests that I'm going to be sharing with you in a little bit of who's coming on the show, and I think you're going to be super excited because we have an all-star lineup. Um, but let's get into today's topic. We're talking about post-race letdown. Like, guys, this is normal when you run a race and then you finish, you feel like, you know, you can do anything, especially if you got the goal that you wanted, right? Um, You just did like an amazing thing. You ran a race, your goal race, the thing that you've been thinking about, but let down does happen and that is okay. And it's completely normal. And I promise you, you're not the only one who has felt that way. So are you wondering... How do we get over this tough period and prevent yourself from getting the post-race blues? Um, let me know for those that are here on the live, you guys know that whenever I don't have a guest, you guys are my guests. Like I need to interact with someone because if I just talk to myself this whole time period, I might, you know, be in another kind of zone, right? So people might start uh, calling you know and referring me out here. So let me know, do you want to learn about these strategies? And let me know if you just ran a race. Let me know what race you ran. Um, drop it in the comment box. I would love to be able to you know answer any of your questions as well um, as we go. Or your insights. like let me know if you agree with something if there's a tip that you agree with. So this was something that I've been thinking about for quite some time have never jotted it down before. And right before we went live today, I like literally jotted these down and it wound up turning into 10 tips. 10 tips is a lot of tips, but you know what? I'm gonna try to get through them in a nice efficient manner. Um, But these are gonna be really my 10 tips to kind of keep you motivated and what you should be thinking about or doing after your race, all right? So tip number one is get comfortable with not being motivated to run right after your race. Your mind and body needs a break. And it's that simple. Just get comfortable with that fact because I think that's important for you to embrace that and get your comfort level there. Now that tip doesn't require a lot of in-depth detail. So that's a good one. That's a nice fast one. This is gonna help me in my efficiency here. Now, tip number two, this is a little longer. This is gonna be take time to celebrate your victory. So if you hit your goal time, right? Like I did, right? I hit my goal time. I'm celebrating my victory. I'm wearing my medal right now. For those of you that are listening to the podcast during your run, maybe check out the video version on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Um, Yeah, I don't mess around. I, I wear medals after races, right? Because I'm taking time to celebrate the victory. Look at pictures, right? That you have from the race. And check out posts that others have done who ran this race. Like, that's what I did. Honestly, I went on and was like, hashtag Hartford marathon, hashtag Hartford half marathon. I saw other people's posts and like, that was like super, I, I think that's important for like the reflective process and like, to like take in the moment and like celebrate for a little bit. And then you're like, Oh wow, look at what this person did. Wow. This is what this person did. Like, this is cool. Like, Hey, we all did something that was like pretty amazing, especially if, you are more of a solo runner. You don't have a, you know, you don't run with a running group. Um, Let's say you're not active in our Healthy Runner Facebook group, right? Um, I I highly recommend you do that because it it gives you that connection to like other runners who experienced the same thing that you did, right? And even if it wasn't something that, you know, the race conditions weren't favorable to you, like those who ran Chicago this weekend, um, where it was hot and humid, You know, hearing other people's stories, how they like totally didn't do well at the race, like will help you be able to actually deal with that and start to cope with like the result, right? And then actually realize that, hey, there are victories here. There are things that I can celebrate from actually completing 26.2 or completing 13.1 or completing a 10K or completing a 5K, right? Whatever your race is. So I think that's important to think about really the amazing accomplishment you just completed. You didn't just run a race and you had like one good day. Again, it was the body of work. It was all the time and energy, you know, you maybe wanted to, you know, not get a workout in and dragging yourself out of bed at, you know, 5am or doing that hard workout after a long day at work. Right. Those are the things. So think about you know, basking in your glory for a little bit, smelling the roses. Like there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with that at all um, because you put the work in. And I think that helps us in our recovery process. Those are like open air quotes for those listening on the podcast, Um, our recovery process. Um, So that's tip number two, really taking time to celebrate your victory. Tip number three, take time to reflect. And again, I I mentioned, I've started that reflection process, but it's not even complete yet. Right. So this is like my two days after the race reflection. Um, But think about how you felt during the race. Reflect back on what worked well. What didn't work well? Like you should be asking yourself these questions. These are the questions I asked my wife, like uh, during our you know, post-race dinner that we enjoyed that night. It was like, hey, what are the things that you felt really worked well? Like, how was your fueling? How did you like the oatmeal and the banana that you had that morning of the race? How did you like how much you hydrated with? You know, like you need to reflect on all of those things. And then what I like to do is I, I write all these down. So I just open up my notes on my Mac or on my iPhone. And I literally have a list of all my races, I write down my times, I write down what the weather was, what the humidity was, how and then my reflection like hey, fueling was just totally off. I missed my timing, you know, and I almost did miss actually fueling for this race cuz I was like so excited and we did our healthy runner warm up. I got to meet so many amazing runners. So if you're listening to this and you joined us um for our warm up, like thanks for joining us. It was so great to meet you at the race. Um but what worked well what didn't work well. And then I always, before my next race, I'll look back and be like, Hey, what happened last time? Oh, dude, that did not work well. Make sure I do not do this. Right. And that's how we learn. That's how we get better. That's how we improve. Um, so take that time to reflect and ask those questions and then take some notes, journal it down, you know, type it in, whatever you do, uh, to kind of remember that tip number four, take the time to recover And not jump back in, especially if you didn't hit your goal time. I find this is super common in my athletes who did not meet their goal time. And usually it's because of the conditions, right? Whether they were running a race at a different time of the day than they uh, were used to, they jumped into a race at the last minute, decided to run a race the day before heat and humidity got to them, right? Right. And they, they feel like unsatisfied because they had a goal set time, whether it's sub two, sub three, sub four, right? You had this fixated time in your head and you didn't hit it. Like, Hey guys, I shared with you. That's exactly how I felt in my last half marathon a month ago. Right? Where am I here with my pointing finger here? Back to this medal right here, surf down half marathon, super fun race it was hot and humid. The wind was like headwind killing conditions were not favorable whatsoever. I was still disappointed because I didn't hit that number I wanted to hit. Right. And I kind of shared that in that episode with you guys, but in further reflecting, right, I was actually able to celebrate my victory. I wore my medal on the podcast episode that day and was able to celebrate the good things. But for those that don't hit that number, you still need to recover. That doesn't mean like Hey, I didn't hit this number. I need to work harder. You still ran a race. Your body still needs to recover. So you need to make sure that you check out the tips in our post race recovery in episode 38, and make sure you do those things because I especially find that those that don't hit that number, try to like counteract that and think they can make up because they didn't work hard enough air quotes, open air quotes again, um, for their race. So they, Probably didn't work as hard and they feel like they need to work harder, but they never allow their body to recover. So now they're really setting their training back in the future weeks and months. So make sure that you take time to recover. Tip number four um, before you jump back into training. Tip five if you're feeling a little unmotivated and it's hard to get out the door again now that you don't have this like big race goal on your calendar that's reminding you and you have a countdown where you're like, three weeks left, two weeks left till my race, right? Um, Remember your why. Like, say to yourself, why am I doing this? Like, why am I even running? Am I running for health? Am I running for weight management? Am I running because I have high cholesterol? And my doctor said, and I don't want to take medications, and I want to run because I don't want to take medications for the rest of my life. And I need to improve my, you know, physical health, or you might need to improve your mental health, right? And do you get seasonal depression, right? Do you get the winter blues? And, you know, you know, that running gives you that mental release you need and actually helps your mental health, whether it's to be, you know, the best version of yourself as a parent, as a mom, as a mom to your kids, a dad to your kids, um, whether it's to be a better spouse, whether it's to be a better employee, a better leader within your organization, a better entrepreneur for your business, right? We all have that why. So just think back to the why and why you're doing this in the first place, because I'm sure the why is not just to get one of these, right? Like, yeah, these are cool. Metals are cool. Okay. Yes. People cheering you on. That's cool. Like push yourself hard, give out a hard effort and be like, yes, I could still challenge myself. That's all cool. And I like that, but that is not my why. Like my why is it maintains my stress levels. So I can be the best version of myself, be the best dad that I could be to my daughters, be able to go to their volleyball games, cheer them on, Be a good role model, be a good example, show them that exercising each and every day is going to keep them healthy, active, and help their lives in all aspects, right? That's my why. So just think about your why and go back to that because it's not only the race that you had on your calendar. So that's tip number five there. Um, Tip number six, set a new goal, right? So that race is over, like it's not coming back until next year, right? Um, Set a new goal. So right now in the Northeast um, or in the Eastern part or the Northern part of the country, if you're in the U S it's common for many of our athletes to go from marathon and half marathon training to, Hey, let's shift focus. Let's run a fast 5k before it gets like super cold. Right. And maybe get a 5k on your calendar, um, a nice Turkey trot every single place uh, around the country. Run some great turkey trots, whether it's the weekend before Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day, um, you can find one around you. Trust me, you can. Um, So shift your focus or maybe get like a holiday 5K on your calendar in December. Um, You know, set your sights on a different goal than the one you've been chasing for the past three, four, six, maybe even nine months. Like the people who are in our Team Healthy Runner coaching programs, like these last three training cycles. Um, when we were keeping people motivated while they're still virtual races. So set your sights on a different goal. Now, you know, don't try to jump right back into the same exact goal. Um, Maybe set your sights on a different goal, especially if you're struggling with motivation. So let me just catch up in the comments here, guys. Sorry about this, but I'm kind of flying through these tips. I'm just going to catch up on some comments here on Facebook, because um, I just love to hear from you guys. So yeah. Uh, Jean says, you know, shout out to coach Lou. Everyone's giving coach Lou shout outs here. Um, and coach Kat says she loves being the support crew. She loves all the runners. Um, Jean, who's one of Kat's uh, clients says cat rocks. Um, uh, and coach Latoya agrees that, uh, we love coach Kat and Mike agrees as well. Um, and shout out to you as well, Mike, uh, for finishing with Adam there. Um, yeah, you guys look strong and, and says, way to go, everyone. And Kathleen says, it was an amazing weekend. Um, you can feel the electricity all through the last three days. I agree, 1000%. Uh, this is like been a long time coming, right? For our running community, uh, you know, the in-person race itself, but then also seeing everyone else's races happening like in one weekend, it's again, it was like kid in the candy store, kid Christmas morning, whatever, you know, you want to think about. Um, yeah. Mike says, uh, organize photos and the memories and send out thank yous. So yeah, great, great idea. I love it. Um, Tanya says, I can't wait to rest. Um, absolutely. Like, especially after running what you, uh, ran, you know, doing 26.2. Absolutely. Uh, Amber says, I wore my medal out to dinner Saturday night. Yes, you deserved it. Uh, My wife and I did that in the Disney half and yeah, we did the same thing, like literally wore medals out. Um, I'm sure it's a little more acceptable in Disney at a Disney restaurant when everyone's like there for the race. So like, shout out to you that you actually wore your medal out um, in a restaurant in Connecticut. I love it. I love that. Um, Francisco says, how can I stop going to the body during races? Um, Yeah. So yeah, bladder issues. Anyone has any any tips, um, things like that. Um, we need to help Francisco out. I know that is remarkable too. Francisco ran his race and still made two porta potty stops during the way and still beat me. So yeah, you're amazing, Francisco. Um, Coach Luce here on the live. What? Oh my goodness. Guy runs Boston Marathon, gets a PR, and still shows up for a healthy runner live show. And Bob, so good to see you. Thanks for jumping on here. Great seeing you at the race. I'm glad I got to see you finish as well. Um Mike says, you know, find a fun race you enjoy. Set the goal to have fun. Yes. Absolutely. Um absolutely have fun. That's going to be coming up in my next tips there. So you're on the same wavelength for me. And Kathleen says a big why for me is the social aspect. Meeting people all over the state has been a blast. Um heading to another 169 celebration this weekend for a new queen, um, already signed up for a different turkey trout this year. That is amazing. For those that are not in Connecticut and don't know what the 169-ers or celebration is, that there are 169 towns in the state of Connecticut. So there is a running group who runs literally all 169 towns, a race in each town. And Kathleen actually just... um, got uh, crowned queen uh the last couple of months so we're super proud of her and that is super cool and that's like something again like motivation wise hey do something like that or run like all 50 states right there are many people who do that there was one gentleman who actually finished his 50th state at the Hartford marathon and they kind of brought him up on the stage and that was kind of cool to see as well um so we talked about tip number 6 was setting a new goal so now Tip number seven, spice up your runs, do something different. So this is the fun part that kind of Mike was talking about as well. Um, My, you know, advice is going to be go for a run, uh, maybe with a friend. So if you are a solo runner, like for the most part, I am a solo runner. Like I get all my runs in early in the morning. You know, we meet up when I can, when the uh, girls volleyball dance, you know, schedules work out. I'm able to meet our group for long runs on the weekends, but for the most part, I'm a solo runner. So if you are a solo runner, um, you know, maybe ask a friend to go for a run, catch up on what's going on with their life, their kids, um, or just having someone to like relate to and vent to with whatever's going on in your life can be like super gratifying. Like I always love the long runs with people that I can actually converse with time flies by. So it just kind of shifts your focus a little bit on what you're thinking about during your run. And it's not a matter of like, Oh, going for another run to grind it out by myself. So think about inviting a friend for the run. The other thing that you can do to spice up those runs is go for a scenic run. So switch up your normal route. And I feel like I'm talking to myself here because I am definitely that person who does the same route each and every time type a right here. That's me. Um, but If you need that motivation, a little spice, go for a different route. If you do out and backs like I do, try doing loop routes, right? Like maybe hit the trails, especially if you're in an area that gets great foliage like Connecticut does, right? Like we have some awesome foliage that's going to be happening basically in the next four weeks. Um, You know, go out on the trails, like be one with nature, check out the foliage, Um, you know, just enjoy your environment and like your surroundings and not focus on your running per se focus on what's around you in nature um you know just to shift that focus and then you know the other thing i could say spice it up or maybe have some fun do like a race for fun um either for charity um and really go out there and you know, either, even volunteer at a race or, you know, some of those fun runs. I don't know if they're still doing them with like COVID and stuff, but like, remember those color runs? I don't know if they still do those anymore. Or like there's night runs where you're like, everyone's lit up Um, or maybe do a Disney run, right? Like those are super fun. Like run through the parks. Like we ran one, we're thinking about running the uh, February half marathon that weekend, the 10 K. So that's kind of maybe on our bucket list, my wife and I, but, you know, do like a fun run and go out there and like have fun. And or like, if they have costume runs, right? Or like these holiday runs coming up. Heck, in the turkey trot I did uh, two years ago, I ran in a turkey costume, literally. So yeah, like have fun with it. Like switch it up, you know? It doesn't need to be like so serious and so like time-based and time-focused. So that's my second uh, or seventh tip. To spice up your runs, do something different. Eighth tip, spice up your training. Do something different, whether it's finally dedicating time to mastering strength training for running, uh, maybe actually purchasing our Healthy Runner Strength Program, right? So you can kind of purchase that as an individual product um, to learn the actual exercises, the strategies that all of our coaching clients get. Um, those are the workouts that they wind up doing. Um, on their own, in addition to their run specific workouts that we give them, but that might be, you know, an idea for you to actually like dedicate more time to strength training in order to run or doing some jump training, the, uh, the effectiveness of plyometric training. I've talked about that before in previous episodes, maybe starting yoga, right. Switching it up, maybe taking a spinning, you know, class or, you know, getting on the bike and doing some cycling, to really work on your cardiovascular endurance, um, in a different way. So spice up that training tip number nine, be kind to yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest tips, honestly, um, that I can give because everyone, you know, kind of hops back on the horse in a different manner, uh, (laughs) to put it bluntly, it's, it's, you know, everyone has different motivations and, you're your own person, you're unique and have some grace and be kind to yourself. Like you just finished your big goal race. So whether or not you feel like running two days after, three days after, four or five days after, like that's okay. And, you know, you might be recovering well and you might want to go out for a run two days after your race. Like that's usually my sweet spot. Today was two days after my race. I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I knew I needed more sleep for my recovery. Muscles are definitely sore still getting that delayed onset muscle soreness. There's that point where going down the stairs yesterday, I giggled every time because it just like reminds you that like eccentric quad contraction where you just laugh about it. You are like, Oh, there's the quads. There they are. Um, so that was pretty funny uh, doing that when I was doing the laundry yesterday, but um it might be a good thing for your body and your mind to actually take a break. So if one of your running friends starts running the day after their race, two days after, three days, that doesn't mean you need to as well. Just listen to your body, like I did this morning. It was like, yeah, typically I run two days after my race, you know, shakeout run, two miles, three miles. I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. And you know what? I don't even think I'm gonna feel it tomorrow, to tell you the truth. I think tomorrow. I'm going to actually, I do have a lot of work to catch up on. So I think I need to get some work done. Um, And I'm going to wait till Wednesday to go out for my run. And I'll hit the gym as well on Wednesday. So just kind of be kind to yourself, listen to your body. Um, But if it's turning into a week, two weeks of no running, um, that's when you really want to implement strategies, tips one through eight that I already mentioned Because you really don't want to take too long of a time period because you don't want to lose all the running fitness that you built up in your training. Remember, you didn't just like run a race. You actually trained your body in a way that you have this running fitness built up and you don't want to lose all of it. And you don't also want to fall out of the habit of actually running, right? Because this is a great, healthy habit that you've acquired. So you don't want to lose that. And getting back on the horse so to speak, is going to be the best way to not lose that habit. So then lastly, I do need to mention, um, if you are kind of struggling to really kind of overcome, you know, your race, and you're feeling really down and out, um, you know, you might have what we call kind of post-race blues or post-race depression. And that is a real thing. So if you've tried the strategies we've we've talked about, and they're just not working for you. And it's still hard for you to actually get back into running consistently, then seek out a professional, like find a therapist, um, someone you trust that you can work with, and they can actually help you overcome this, they can actually provide you strategies. That's beyond the scope of what I've talked about. I am not a You know, mental health therapist. I am not a counselor. Um, I'm a physical therapist and a run coach, right? So that's beyond the scope of what I've just talked about. But there are professionals out there who can easily help you out. Um, So just know when you need to get some help, right? And be able to take advantage of that help because, you know, you guys can work together as a team to overcome these challenges that you're going through. Because again, going back to your why and why you're a runner to begin with, right? You want to be able to still get all those benefits of running so they can help you kind of get back there. So just kind of recapping here of what we talked about is, you know, if you're struggling to get back into your race, I shared really, you know, 10, I guess, total tips, 10 thoughts on how to, you know back into your race. First was like, get comfortable with not being motivated right after that's totally normal. Number two was celebrate your victory. Take the time to celebrate, celebrate those victories. And we talked about looking at pictures, you know, cataloging those pictures, print out a book. If you want, like all the selfies that you took during your training, when you finished your first double digit run, when you finished your first 20 miler, right? Like all those moments. And that's what I do love about social media is all of that can actually, you know, becomes a time capsule, a memory for you. Right. And that's why I actually categorize in, if you look at my personal Facebook page, like I have specific folders that I put things into and I can look back, same thing with my stories on Instagram. I like catalog those of like races. I have a highlight reel. So I can always go back to those. I know some people actually print out their Instagram and put it in a photo book, which I think is super cool um, because you'll always have that in like print form, no matter if Instagram or Facebook like shuts down for hours, days, weeks, or shuts down forever. um, You'll always have it. So that's a smart thing to do. Then we talked about, you know, taking time to reflect and going through that reflection process. Then the fourth tip was taking time to recover and not jumping back in too soon to training, especially if you didn't hit that time goal that you were really shooting for. Number five was thinking about your why, remembering the why you run to begin with. Number six was set a new goal, set a different goal, right? Something new, maybe run 5K, run a 10K, run, you know, work on speed as opposed to distance, work on getting stronger in the gym, right? So set that new goal. Seven was spice up your runs, do something different for your runs, whether it's running with a friend, getting some scenery, running on the trail, running on different courses, terrain. We kind of mentioned all those things. Um, Spice up your training. Start focusing on more strength training, plyometric training, yoga, spinning, right? We talked about all that. Number nine was have some grace. Be kind to yourself. Everyone does this process differently. There's no one size fits all. Yes, I'm sharing tips in general that will help you. But if something I said today, doesn't work for you. That doesn't mean like you fail as a runner and you're not a runner, right? Everyone does this at their own rate. Number 10 is know when we need extra help, right? And seek out that medical professional, that expert, that therapist who can help you get over kind of the post-race blues or the post-race depression um, that you are experiencing. So hopefully those tips were helpful. Guys who are here on the live, let me know, like, is this stuff helpful? Let me know if you have any questions um, before I jump off here as well, or anything that you would like to add to the conversation. Um, And if you are struggling to put all the pieces together, and you just can't stay healthy, trying to get stronger as a runner, but you're throwing these random exercises at the wall, and you don't have the structure or consistency you need in your training, um, we do have a solution for you. This is a very common problem that really, honestly, all of our runners who actually are one of our athletes, when they come to us, those are the things they tell us. So that's how I know um, those are the problems that we fix. And the solution is really our Healthy Runner Coaching Program, where myself and our coaching team work with you one-on-one to provide you the structure and take the guesswork out of your strengthening And your run plan, and then give you the support from our whole coaching team and our community of athletes who are in our programs to keep you motivated and become a lifelong injury-free runner. So if you're ready to take your running and health seriously, and finally put all the pieces together, like all of our athletes that I mentioned in this actually episode who just like crushed their races, um, and we're super proud of them, then let's jump on a strategy call with me and see if you're a good fit to either work with myself or any of our coaches on our team to crush your next goal, whether it is to do something different and actually get stronger during the winter and actually get rid of you know, this chronic plantar fasciitis, chronic Achilles pain, chronic hamstring pain, um, chronic knee pain, IT band pain that you've been having and become a lifelong injury-free runner to set yourself up for some spring half marathon, spring marathon goals, and really be able to crush your race, your next race, whenever that is, then grab a slot on my calendar. I will drop the link in the show notes. Um, If you want to find more about our Healthy Runner Coaching Program, you can do that by just going to sparkyourtraining.com and check out the services tab to find more information there. Lastly, guys, I'm super excited to announce our all-star lineup of guests that we have coming on the show in these next couple of weeks. These are all going to be podcast episodes. Like, trust me, guys, if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, number one, I'm not sure why you haven't, but subscribe, and then you'll actually get the episodes in your listening queue like I get um, for all the running podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis. It will come up when the episode gets released. So it's not like you need to search and you might forget and be like, oh yeah, there was this episode that I wanted to check out. So subscribe there, subscribe to our YouTube channel um, at Spark Your Training, and you will get a little notification. If you hit the bell, you'll get a notification when the video version is released. Let's say you're not a Facebook person and you wanna see the video version of these interviews. They're all on YouTube. So you can check out all the Healthy Runner Live episodes edited for you on YouTube. And if you want to join the conversation and be able to ask our guests questions, you know, add your insights like a lot of our guests did today, then hop in our Healthy Runner Facebook group. That's our community, right? Where we not only do the podcast episodes, but we share many running tips. Our whole Healthy Runner coaching team every single day of the week actually shares tips, whether it's nutrition, training, motivation, injuries, Right. And then we get everyone in our community who add their experience and they chime in. And, you know, whenever you're looking for answers to questions, that's the place to go. Um, So. Now our guests. Right. So next week we have I'm like super excited about this. Stephanie Flippin, who is actually an ankle orthopedic surgeon, Um, she's won a hundred miler uh, USATF championship. And she never even ran in college. So she's got an amazing story. She also obviously has an amazing knowledge about the foot and ankle, which of course I'm gonna to have to ask her some medical questions that can help our, our runners in our community. So I'm super excited about that. Um, we also have Coach Lou, as I mentioned, is gonna share his reflections on post Boston Marathon recap for the 125th running of the Boston Marathon and the first live Boston Marathon in, you know, a year and a half now. So that's super exciting. And then I have one of my PT colleagues, I'm super pumped about this, Kristen Schultz is going to come on to educate us all about tempo runs or threshold runs and how we do them and what is their importance in our training cycle. And then, guys, this is probably uh the big, big announcement. Here is this is one of my favorite um running podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis, um, who is a podcast host. And we're gonna have the incredible Allie Feller from the Ally on the Run podcast. She's gonna come on live within our healthy runner Facebook community to do a live podcast episode. So I am super stoked about that. Um, And she is super cool where she's like, totally ask me anything. So we're going to be like putting out that um, event. And I want to really get questions from you guys on what you would like to hear from Allie, what questions you have for her. So I'll be, you know, putting together my own questions, but then also, you know, fielding questions from you. So we're going to kind of keep it open-ending, not a specific topic with Allie, but I think it'd be really cool to, you know, get a little behind the curtain look at, um, you know, what she does from like race announcing. I know she did a big event in Boston for the marathon this weekend. She's an announcer for New York city marathon. So I'm super excited, honestly, and humbled that she's agreeing to come on our show and within our community. So that's going to be a really fun one. So that's, what's coming up in future episodes. Um, I thank all of you as always for listening, whether it was in Facebook, on YouTube or listening during your run on the podcast. Um, if any of these tips are helpful, the only thing I, I ask of you is share it out there. Share it out there with another running friend. If you've learned anything on this podcast in this episode or you know previous episodes, and also again subscribe and also you know rate and review. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast, like just hit the rating, whatever stars do you think you know this show deserves drop it. It just helps this information get into the hands of more runners so we can all stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Thanks as always. Until next time, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash Spark And you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me, that is at sparkyourtraining.com. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.